Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another spooky mini episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton. And who, who, who's, where am I? Who's with me tonight? I am Joe Butler, and I'm here at the request of my good friend, Michael Alberton. (laughs) And that's a loaded question, because just prior to coming on, I thought my name was Vincent, but it turns out my name is Blair Farrell, the owner of (laughs) comicbookvideogames.com. And we are here to talk about... A very unknown game that is on the show because I don't really know why. Uh, we're here to talk about Resident Evil Survivor that came out for PlayStation in 2000. I feel like <laughs> 2000's really late for a PlayStation game. Well, this was after Code Veronica on Dreamcast. Well, that's kind of weird. It is apparently rumored because of the Columbine shootings that we they pushed it back because they didn't want people playing a game with a light gun. That makes sense. And they took away the light gun here, too. Um, in Europe and Japan, this game had a light gun, where here this game didn't. And this game wasn't developed by Capcom. This game was developed by Tosi, whoever they are. They're like, um, they actually have their fingers in a lot of things. Like, there was a lot of GBA Final Fantasy ports, and they're the ones who were like secretly behind like many like games, but like they're very they don't talk about their process. Um, <laughs> I just watched the Sphere Hunter video on this before I kind of came in just to get a little refresher, even though I finished this last week. <laughs> ah, so did I. So <laughs> I watched the Sphere, and I was going to watch more, but that that didn't happen. So a long time ago, I actually did cover the. The second sequel to this game, Resident Evil Dead Aim on this show, which I I like. But so this game, for those that don't know, it's a first person shooter, but it's like a light gun. So you have to hit R1 and then you pull up your little gun thing, then you aim and then you shoot. So it's not a first person shooter, but it looks like one because it's a light gun game. I think this would have been fun as a light gun game. I, I really do. I think it's fine. I it, it and it's funnier that they do end up leaning more into first person Resident Evils nowadays. And I think if this game did get like a standard remake, like the other ones have been having, I'd play the shit out of it. And this is is this canon? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because at the uh, at the start of Resident Evil Zero, there is some flavor text that sets up everything and it name drops Sheena Island, which is where this game takes place. Okay, so this the idea of this game is some little island that had another outbreak, essentially. That was Umbrella again or something. But I'm assuming that's the story. I didn't pay much attention. I didn't find I I know one of the points of this game is you're supposed to replay it like three times. I never found the profile that said it was on an island, but I'm assuming you find it like in the library or something. Yeah, definitely. It's Sheena, definitely Sheena Island. But yeah, and and it's after RE2 happened, which it makes sure you know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The opening's also really like cut forward. Also, I did find out that the game has a weird way of playing too. Um, Besides it, like, barely having an opening cutscene of some random dude falling out from a helicopter, shaking something at you. Um, The game has a live system. Like, you have, like, five lives, and if you die, you have to restart the game over again. What? Can Can you save in this game? No, there's no physical. The only way you save is when you beat the game. So you can restart the game with all your weapons and take different paths, I believe is what it said. Yeah, there's three different branches. I um, When I was watching the Spear Hunter video, because in my playthrough, I didn't fight the alligator, but apparently you can fight the alligator. Wait, there's an alligator in this game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just reuse all the assets from Resident Evil 1 and 2. So oh. it's just the same alligator. <laughs> it's just... Uh, somewhere, I don't know, in one of the paths. Okay. That's kind of, I mean, that that does fit with a light gun game that it would have different paths for you to go to. 
I mean, Resident Evil did not stray away from light gun games. I mean, they made, you know, the sequels for this, essentially. They made the the two on Wii, which I really, really want to cover one day on the show. I like, love those Wii U games. Same. So, like, I mean, and it, it worked. I mean, this game was simple in a way, but, I mean, it still was it's still cool. I'm glad to know it's canon. I'm glad to know. And that makes sense. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that. There's another island out there somewhere where Umbrella owned, you know, a corporation on there and was doing experiments and things got out of hand. Completely can buy that. And I like <laughs> the idea, as we'll get into it, with this island being like, this is where they were producing Tyrant that we we saw in Resident Evil 2 and that we see throughout the series. This is where they were making them. There's also a weird nod, which I feel like they do use for uh, one of the later games as well. What is that? Well, you towards the end of the game, you find like a little file. And one of the things I love about this game is kind of the stories you 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 think you have amnesia and you think you're Vincent and you find all these files of like, oh, Vincent, Vincent likes to like strangle babies in their sleep and <laughs> he likes to like kick puppies and stuff like this. And then um, what is it later on? You find a file that talks about how he likes to cut people's heads open and extract like a piece of their brain because like something about using the fear so what is it to, to make tyrants is what it's yeah, supposed to do? Like that's the most to me in re- replaying this because the game itself is not very great. <laughs> uh, but the, <laughs> the story and the files are probably the most interesting part because like the whole purpose of this island is that it's a tyrant factory. And what they do is they just like kidnap people from all over the world, bring them to this island and then so there's something in the brain that triggers during extreme fear so they essentially have to like cut someone's head open while they're fully awake to extract this gland that is used in the production of tyrants. Wow. And they can't put them under because if they're under, then it doesn't generate. So they have to do it while they're alive. So it's really messed up and kind <laughs> of interesting, but that's just all in the files. Like okay, everything else is just like bog Hello. standard kind of just shooter. I didn't read the files. I grabbed them, but I didn't read them. I just like, oh, I'll look at them later. And I never you like deprived yourself of the most interesting part of this game. You know, yeah, I disagree. I really like this game. I like the way that. OK, so I didn't figure out you could run in this game till about 75 percent through the game. <laughs> so I thought that was just a feature of the game. Like, OK, you walk slow. To add to the tension, you go in a room, you hear, and then I start pull out my gun and boom, 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 my infinite ammo with my my gun. And I'm like, all right, like this makes sense. Like I can't really avoid them because I can't run. I got to take them all down. I got infinite ammo. It wasn't until I think it was like some, I was looking up something. They're like, yeah, run. And I'm like, what? Run. I'm like, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so that's when I realized you could run in this game. But other than that, like I thought this game worked. If you have no idea, you can run like. If you completely hold out that feature, I think it works. I got lost twice. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. I didn't <laughs> just a straight line. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Well, it, it's they know the other thing they don't tell you you can do. You can hit the you can hit the buttons on the wall. So whenever you're down in the factory and you need a key card, I'm like, where the fuck do I go? I went upstairs and wasted ammo fighting two tyrants at the same time, which is bullshit. And then I, I decided I'd look up a walkthrough and it's like, oh, yeah, go down. You have to hit the shutter button and like you open the shutter and there's two plant <laughs> zombies and there's a guy with a key card. Yeah, I mean, there is stuff like that. There's a there's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, I can't remember if I figured out I could press walls or press things. But I, I didn't. I tried playing this game without a guide for a little bit, but it didn't last long before I pulled up a guide because it's me. Well, that's also because the game's not linear. You can pick like three paths and then another three paths. Yeah, I mean, it is like to Blair's comment, it is it is a straight line at times, but there is small things that can like it can screw you up. Like I completely missed early on in the very opening of the game. You get a, you you fight your first zombie, you get a key and you're supposed to go in the church. You can actually go somewhere else into a meat factory and get herbs or something. I did not find that because I went right in the church, and continued the game on. <laughs> well, that's, oh, that's the first branch because I think it's like the oh. church and something else. Um, yeah, so there's three points where it branches. I can't remember if I knew you could run or not, but I think I did because a lot of the times because how because it is like a shooter, but it's also still like a classic Resident Evil game. So you still have like tank controls. So it's like we were kind of posting our like finish times and stats in the little chat that we had. 
And like I just found myself running past most enemies because it was just a waste of time to shoot them unless they were really in the way. Because like fighting lickers and dogs is an absolute nightmare because they're so fast and you can't aim at them fast enough. There's yeah, I the dogs were the worst for me in this game. Yeah, I just ran past them every time. (laughs) There's a really good scene when you first meet the liquor and you see it and you take a shot at it and another one jumps out of the water. I don't remember that. Like going down like a path. Okay, I just don't. I I know one of the complaints people had with this game was the fact that they reused assets from one and two. I don't mind that. I don't care that the zombies are the same from two. I don't care that the liquors are the same. None of that bothered me. Are you a are you a fan of Majora's Mask then? Yes, I am, actually. <laughs> Episode 24 or 25. Go check it out. <laughs> I mean, yes. it's just when you take those enemies and you put them in the context of this type of game, it just doesn't work. And then in the era which it came out, like getting up close and personal with, at the time, two-year-old assets, like they, it kind of shows the worth, like when you're right up front as opposed to like pulled out with the fixed cameras. And because like in Resident Evil 3, they kind of sharpened up like the zombies and the monsters. And then you also I mean, this game came out, I think, 1999, early 2000 Japan. But by the time it came out here, like PlayStation 2 was coming out and Code Veronica was out. So like kind of playing this, knowing what was out there was like, it's great. It was at the time it was great to have a new Resident Evil because there was only, well, I guess, Three, not counting all of the director's <laughs> cuts and dual shock editions. But I remember like going from Code Veronica to this and was like, this is just unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit younger than you guys. I never played this one. I never did either. I I I knew it existed. Like I wanna say I lo- I booted up the ROM once in my life and played it for like a minute and then never touched it again. So I was happy when uh, Mike was unfortunately not able to be on this episode due to his terrible internet connection. Had you know, had like, hey, let's do you know, let's do Survivor, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, because it gave me an excuse to finally play it. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't, it didn't, it didn't bother me with the like, I don't know, it just really didn't bother me with the assets. It didn't. I liked the way this game looked. I felt that this game was really creepy still to me. Like it creeped mm-hmm. me out, which I was a little surprised, but I'm okay with. Yeah, I guess maybe you played because I I played on easy. Um, I did because I, I did think too. I just. Yeah, I just wanted to play mostly for the story because I had some like it was funny because in this in the Spear Hunters video, she talks about how like her copy is in pristine condition because it just lived in a box somewhere. And that was like <laughs> the same thing for me. Like I own this and it was just in a drawer at my parents house and then I eventually sold it. So for this, I just had to rely on an emulator because this game is now like $100 on the secondary market. Not because it's yeah. good, just because it's rare. Rare, and it's a franchise that's well known. And don't pay a hundred dollars for this. Anyone who's listening to this, do not pay a hundred dollars. No, I, I would have been upset if I would have bought this game like for fifty bucks back in the day, or forty, whatever it came out as. I mean, but for a guy who, if I would have played this for five bucks, or I would have got it for free the way I got it, like it's, I, I had, I got, like it was fun. Like I, but I could see being really upset if you paid a lot of money for this game. This being one of the few games you get, and you're like, what the fuck did I just buy? Yeah, I definitely bought this used when it came out. <laughs> I think the only thing I spent like a lot of, which isn't a lot of money, but going to my bought and, and I got a good deal for it too. My cousin bought Silent Hill original for the PlayStation. Everything came with it for like 50 bucks on eBay, but that was back in like 2010. But that game was worth it though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good game. I wonder how much it is now. It's a really, I mean, I want to say Resident Evil Survivor, you could buy it on the PS3 at one point. That's a digital game, I'm assuming. I don't Probably. think so, because I would have had it. Because I oh. bought a lot of PS1 games on PS3. Same. And I think that's why it's that's so 200. expensive, is because like they're probably never going to re-release this again. Like, you know, yep. kind of, it's a nice oddity to have, like, you know, if Digital Eclipse ever did like a resident evil collection if this was like a bonus game it would be a nice little thing to play once because you are right this game this game came out only once in playstation one and it came out for windows but only in china and taiwan did not come out anywhere else on windows that's fucking weird why would you make a game for windows you port it you go through that trouble you go now we're only putting it in china we're not putting it anywhere else also uh you don't hear people crying over like bringing back art thompson either like i think Probably the only two characters in Resident Evil lore that I could think of of people complaining they haven't brought back yet are Billy from Zero and Shiva from Five. Sheva, that's pretty much it. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think Ark Thompson's coming back. <laughs> I'm curious as to how this would have control because I have I have a Namco Gun Con. I bought it for Judge Dredd light gun game on the original PlayStation because <laughs> uh, I know the the Gun Con two it had I think there was an analog stick in the back because I used yes. to have one but I don't have it anymore. I do, but the Gun Con one doesn't. So I guess you probably had to move with a controller and shoot with a Gun Con. Uh, from what I understood, yes, there was a speedrunner I was watching. He was talking in Europe. The only speedrun of this game that I found on there that was like in a you know some kind of tournament, you know, tournament type setting, or not? I shouldn't say tournament, more like you know the awesome games on quick that type of setting. And he had that, and he played. He was talking about it. He said, he, I mean, yeah, he said it was pretty annoying to play with the with the, with the light gun. But I think you were able to move with the light gun. I think there was a button or something you could press, but. Maybe a control. I don't know, but I mean, I could still see this being kind of fun. I mean, I played games in weird ways before other controllers. So, okay, this way is actually pretty weird. So, on the Gun Con, it's the A button to move left, the B button to move right. You tap both buttons for inventory. You tap A or B twice to focus on the enemies. The triggers to walk forward if it's away from the screen, and you shoot at the screen to shoot enemies. And you have to hit the trigger, the A button, and the B button to open the options menu. That sounds oh. absolutely awful. I'm glad <laughs> we didn't get gun con support. I think that sounds cool to me, Ashley. For some reason, <laughs> no. That sounds like worse than like a Wii game. <laughs> I do hate Wii games, so you you got me on that one. I don't know. It just sounded I'm like, hmm, this sounds interesting. Okay. Well, one thing that I did really like about this game, I think, is why it kind of boosted up its its potential to me. Is I love the fact that you fight so many tyrants, so many Mister X's in this game. I mean, because, again, this island tyrant factory, but I really like that. I like how they keep showing up. There's a really good scene where you, which I think would have freaked the shit out of me had I not been reading the guy at the time, where you go to a computer console to grab a key card. And when you go to grab the key card, a tyrant busts through the wall of the computer console where you're at and throws the key card in the room somewhere else. And I was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> I wasn't reading a walkthrough, and that actually scared the general shit out of me. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have been at the time. To my counterpoint... I would say the exact opposite as why, because like, well, again, maybe it's different on normal because on easy, like you can run from the tyrants, L1 quick aim at them and just pump them full of handgun bullets and then they just fall over. Like it, there's see, no fear or tension and there's so the many, they don't have any weight. <laughs> One, you don't know you can run and two, you don't know you can press L1. <laughs> that oh. is a lot scarier. <laughs> I also have a counter counterpoint. I don't think the tyrants are ever scary except for like the remake because in original Resident Evil 2, you can pump them full of handgun ammo anyways and they fall. So, yeah, I think. And again, that's like when I play Resident Evil 2, when Mr. X comes, I'm just like, oh, and I just run past him. But like the first time you see him, you're like, oh, God, and and there's weight because, you know, he's hunting you. But in this there's like one point where you go into a tunnel. I think there's like two or three. And I was like, oh, guys, I'm just going to run past if that's OK. You see, I didn't know I could like. Oh, plus the fact that I had infinite ammo, it made me not want to run past him. It made me want to kill them all, just because I knew that I could. I actually tried to run past one. I think it's the first one, and then I realized you had to fight him because that's the only way to get the event trigger to move on. <laughs> that's weird. It's in. Was it in the alley? I was in the hospital. I didn't go to the hospital. I think I took a different path. Path. So, am I the only one that got the Silent Hill Easter egg? What is that? I don't the know Heaven's what that is. Night bar. Yeah, I went to the Heaven's Night Bar. Yeah, I did not do that. Yeah. That's cool. There you go. I know what you guys are talking about. There's a uh, my sequence for that is I go into the bar and I go upstairs to grab. I think it's a key card. And Mr. X walks in and I'm like, I'm not going to fight this dude. And I literally walk out of the room, walk downstairs towards the key card. And then another one pops up and I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't fight the one upstairs. <laughs> And I didn't know you had to hit the key, the, the key card button. So I was stuck in the hallway with him trying to get past him. I can see that being annoying. They, they, I feel like they took a decent amount of shots from your handgun. But the fact that your handgun is unlimited, which is nice. And there's three handguns in this game. I only found two of the three. There's four. There's four handguns? Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's eight weapons. And I, I had five. I'm assuming some you have to beat the game before you can get. I'm assuming. No, you like, like uh, we're talking about earlier. There's like three different paths. 
you find each handgun on each different path, which means you have to beat the game multiple times to get all the weapons. And I think if you get an S rank, you also get the rocket launcher, is what it said. Okay, that's cool. I was worried I was going to miss something because, like, I found the I found the shotgun ammo before I found the shotgun, and I got the magnum ammo before I found the magnum, and I'm like, oh, I hope I didn't miss these goddamn guns. Yeah, I had the same problem. <laughs> you know, it is really hard to find information about this game, too. By the way. <laughs> okay, so yeah, there's a gr- there's a grenade launcher. I got the grenade launcher. I got a shotgun, and okay, I do see, and I got the magnum. So yeah, I didn't get the rocket launcher because I'm assuming you have to beat the yeah, you see, you got to beat the game for that. Okay. Oh, but hmm. without. It's a very minor spoiler, but in Resident Evil Revelations 2, the main virus is a fear virus. And if you get too scared, you you're injected with the virus. But if you get too scared, your little bracelet goes off and then you transform into a zombie. Oh, and that's what made me think of this, too, at the ending. I've never played Revelations 2, and I'm excited to try it maybe next year. It's it's great. Hands down, my second favorite Resident Evil game. Okay, because I'm trying to get back into the series. I mean, I kind of took a break on the sh- like we were doing a lot of RE games on the show, and then when the host when the ho- when the when my previous host left, I kind of took a break on them, and I'm trying to get back into it. Like this for this October, we're doing like four different Resident Evil things. Like I'm trying to get back into it and get back into the series again and do more. But we'll see. There's none next season currently <laughs> at, the, at the time of this recording, but that can always change. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always reason I can always put a mini of Gaiden and do that finally. Oh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I do want to play that one day. After playing this, I maybe want to play Gaiden. So okay, I felt that this game was like I like the way that this game looks. I like the graphics in this game. I like the way that you're going through this facility and just the way everything looked. I didn't have a problem with the loading screens like some people do. I was listening to and when I was online. Like I liked all that. I I actually got a kick out of this game. The story's not bad either. No, it's I just I just I don't know. After playing Resident Evil 2, re, you know, for our recover episode, which you will hear sometime around this, like it, you know, I'm fighting Mr. X in there and then being able to just murder fucking Mr. X's. It, it did something <laughs> to me that was really nice. I'm like, this is the, this is nice. And the third, like, I just get to kid murder them. Like, God, this feels good. Cathargic. That might be that's the word I want. So no complaints there. I'm surprised there's not like an infinite ammo option once you like beat this game or something, just so you can replay it faster. I mean, there is for the handgun, but not for the. I mean, you get a shotgun grenade launcher; they don't have infinite ammo. But I didn't use them much. Yeah, I only switched. I think I used the shotgun to take out the hunters, and then I just used everything else for the tyrant at the end because there was no reason. I either like because the dogs I ran past because they're too fast and they don't they don't stun like they do in classic games. Is like in Right in classic Resident Evil, you shoot them once and they're on the ground, then you can knife them or keep shooting them until they die. But in here, they just keep running around and you move so slow that it's just a nightmare to target them. So just as well to run past them. And same thing with liquors. Like I ran past the spiders. I had to kill the hunters and everything else. I just saved for like the last boss at the end. I do want to talk about that, but not yet. I like the liquors. <laughs> I thought the liquors were creepy as hell. So the hunters are cool in this game. Okay, I have a question for two RE nerds. Says I never played RE one director's cut, RE one in general very much. For when I was, a, well, I played a little bit of, but I never got far. I watched my friend play it, but for the longest time, he this guy also was a notorious liar, and he had told me that the hunters in RE one were like monkeys, like big giant black monkeys. And for the longest time, I pictured hunters as monkeys. It wasn't until Resident Evil One Remake when I'm like, wait, they're 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 frog like. And I always thought that was the first game that made them frog like. And I believed this for way longer than I should have. But I've realized over time the hunters were they always amphibious? Yes, I think he might have been getting confused with one of the files. I think it's like the Keeper's Diary, and he mentioned something about. Like, I had to put a live pig into the cage of an ape-like creature, and maybe, like, the texture and how they looked, it was kind of ape-like. But, yeah, they're, they're like, reptilian. But he told me they were black and furry. That's from Zero, I believe. I think Zero, they use monkeys, don't they? Yeah, there's, <laughs> like, is... there's monkeys in Resident Evil Zero, yeah, but they're just regular-ass yeah. monkeys. No, this is way before any of that, so he probably just lied to me, because he was in Yeah, He was also the guy that told me that there was a, a code in the Avengers Genesis game that you could get that he had access that he that his brother had in a safe or some bullshit. Like, so, yes, he was a notorious liar. But <laughs> that's another story. 
Okay, I was just curious. I, I I've never I've been I'm really getting the itch now to play Resident Evil One because that's the only PlayStation or, or RE game I have not touched yet. But we'll see when that happens. Put it on the show. Put I will it on the show. Buy for a spook <laughs> next year, but I think I I will because I do want to play it. So we'll see. <laughs> I have so much stuff <laughs> I want to play though, so it's it's hard. But yeah, no, it's. So some other thing about the game, like the, I think the liquors look good. I also like that the liquors change colors near the end. They use the other color font from Resident Evil 2 also, which actually made me happy to see. I was like, okay, that is cool. The super liquors? Yeah, they're in here too. The... God, this game, this game has a lot of tyrants because I'm like, I'm watching a a playthrough right now, and he went a different path than I went. He's fighting more tyrants. Like, my God, you fight a lot of tyrants in this game. Yeah, at, it... at the at the end of the game, whenever you uh, there's a, like a room you walk into and all the doors fly off the hinges, I think you can get tyrants that show up in there too. Yeah, I did. I had two. I at one point I had two in a room and I murdered both of them because I mean it gives you shotgun shells for killing them. And I mean I didn't use shotguns on them. I just used the handgun, but the shotgun was nice to have for the liquors and the hunter because the hunters were a bitch. Oh, dogs are real ass when you don't know you can run by them. By the way, Blair. Like, if I knew I could run, it would have been easy. I actually found a couple areas I was able to stand like a corner where they couldn't get me and just shoot them. But it was really annoying trying to shoot them. See, it's funny is I think before I started as yeah, as I don't I don't own my copy anymore. So I just had to emulate it. I went into the options and looked at the controls because for the longest time, because L1 is like quick search. So it it snaps you to like an enemy or a door. And for the longest time when I was using it, I thought it was a 180 turn button because every time I would hit it, I would turn around until later on he didn't. And I was like, oh, this isn't like a quick turn button because I was playing it like Resident Evil 3, rub shoot an enemy, hit L1, then run back and then go plug them some more. I mean, I think by me not knowing the controls helped the tension of the game and, and it helped me enjoy the game because once I found out I could run, the game wasn't as tense for me anymore. And it kind of took a little bit away. Am I the only one that thought it was weird that hunters had butt cheeks? <laughs> I didn't notice that. I didn't think it was weird. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, they're if they're made from, you know, some kind of primate DNA with amphibians, like, it makes sense. <laughs> I'll buy it. I mean, you know, they don't normally jump around, I guess. So, hey, that was funny, though. They got away with what they could get away with. And then throughout this game, you have this weird story with these two kids that you're, that you're constantly finding off and on for some weird reason. Yeah, so, they're... Also, the voice acting in this game isn't good, and I'm pretty sure these kids are supposed to be British. But um, you find these kids that don't want anything to do with you, and I kind of get why the girl doesn't, but the kids being really weird, and it also doesn't help, because the game starts off with you, and it shows someone in a helicopter and a guy in a helicopter shaking a necklace at you, and then you crash it? Yeah, or it crashes something, I don't even know. Yeah, and then you get off the helicopter with your head hurting. You don't know who you are. And obviously, it should be obvious because there's a guy laying in a pile of his own blood with a necklace as Art Thompson. He's like, that's weird. And he continues on. And does someone take a shot at him calling? Or no, someone calls him on the phone saying that he's like, fuck you, Vincent. You'll yes. pay for what you did. And he's like, I must be Vincent. <laughs> you know, if I ever get amnesia, I want someone to listen to the show to tell me to replay Crown Trigger. Just. Make it. I want to, you know, I experience it the new way. That's what very good amnesia. That's what I want. Absolutely. I think <laughs> the reason why the kid is afraid of you, um, because you find out like the the twist at the end is that he's besties with Leon Kennedy, and he sent him to investigate this island, and no one actually knew what Vincent looked like, so he was pretending to be Vincent, and then the kid, I can't remember one's lot, and I can't remember the other. But the the male, the brother, he I think he was with one of the umbrella families, as they say, like the umbrella families live there. So he told actual Vincent that this guy was posing as him. So I think he felt guilty. Mm -hmm. OK, I, I know you're right, because I, I remember something about that. So that's probably what it is, too. There's also like the weird is a weird dialogue point where you walk in like the where the girls, the, the sisters at in the room. And it plays like a really weird audio clip of like Vincent's mom, like, please don't be evil, Vincent. And it's <laughs> never explained as to why that happens. <laughs> that was a weird part. <laughs> I was going to use that as my opening. <laughs> <laughs> that was just this whole game was kind of strange. OK, the kid, the kid stuff is just so weird. Like you, you like they're running around this entire they're running around this island. You see them in different parts and they're alive. Like they're not being killed by the zombies that are everywhere. You know, yeah, if you same thing with Sherry. Oh, yeah. yeah. OK. 
also if if you told me that like what is that kid probably like 12 with like a baseball bat this resident evil zombies aren't that fast or competent you could probably take them out with a baseball bat as long as you didn't get surrounded yeah yeah i mean hit him in the legs i mean i'm assuming that the legs of a zombie are going to be much less you know much more fragile than a human leg because you know they're dead at this point so yeah and i mean you hit a person in the leg would take him out too probably so yeah okay i'll buy it oh yeah but uh yeah you missed out on the on the files mike because it there's like a weird way of like people talking about how fucked up Vincent is. Like one of them is like he doesn't <laughs> refer to the prisoners as people. They're all just like meat experiments. I wish I would have read him then. I just I don't know. I wasn't in the mood. Like I just only I, mean, I also beat this game like two days ago before this recording. Like I was kind of rushing to get this done because I was a little behind schedule. So I mean this game is short though. So <laughs> yeah, that's why I wait. I wait and when I when I saw this was on a because I was like oh I need to beat this Friday night I'm not gonna be able to do anything and then when I was like oh it's on for Sunday I just decided to wait till Saturday to play it real quick. Okay. Well, one thing I thought was an interesting scene is you go to the you go to the kid's house where the daughter's hiding in her room and he the dad is still in the house but he's a zombie now. Yeah. <laughs> I killed him. Just be, I'm like I'm thinking to myself like man don't you think that she would have been in danger like the fact that he's in the house that he would have figured like hey there's something in here but I guess Resident Evil zombies are pretty dumb. Oh, I didn't even realize that was a dad. I thought it was just like another. It's supposed to be the dad, I think. That's what my guy yeah. said. I mean, it would make sense. I mean, it doesn't say it or anything. I'm just yeah. going what would have made sense. Because it's not like so like in Code Veronica, like there is a father who is a zombie, but he is like he has a difference. He looks different from any, every other monster. But now the zombies from this one are literally just like the same ones pulled from Resident Evil 2. So none of them yes. have any like distinguishing characteristics to be no. like, oh, this is a zombie in like a business suit or something. No, they didn't do anything special. It's just that's what people were saying. I mean, that makes the most sense. So, but yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing that locks it in. But either way, there's a zombie in the house and she's fine. Also, Claire, did, did you ever find any files what the tyrant was called? No, but I think in Susie's video, they put a name on it, and then I can't remember, and I literally just watched it like three hours ago, and that's really bad. <laughs> it was Hypnos. This thing's called Tyrant Hypnos. Okay, I okay. we should talk about the Tyrant now. I think we covered almost everything else. I I like the Tyrant in this. I, I yeah. do, too. I like all the Tyrants, but the, the final Tyrant thing that you fight, Hypnos, I thought was pretty damn cool. I, I, asked, I, asked, I asked you that, Blair, because I guess you... You get a different character whenever you before you fight the tyrant. And if you go to the library, which I'm I'm assuming you find out what it's called there, probably. Yeah, I didn't go there because I know because, yeah, Susie had her video, I think, because the person the tyrant skewered in mine was Vincent. But if you do another way, it's just one of the B.O.W. guards with a cat voice when they die. <laughs> OK, yeah. so it wasn't just. Those were okay. So there's a there's a, we didn't talk about this and you I forgot, but thank you. Like for some point you see a helicopter, and you see all these different weird like soldier guys being dropped off that are like SWAT team guys. But for some reason, why the hell do they sound like cats? They're BOWs. Oh, they're not humans. They're yeah. not human. Oh, okay, okay, but the lead guy is human, then right? Probably. Okay, I guess they don't care. Okay, because yeah, I was I was just so weird. <laughs> I fought them a lot because I took a path at one point where you just fight a ton of them. But I was like, why the hell are they screaming like cats? Because I don't the fuck they were. Because I think when you kill them, they're like they release hot air and they like their their suits like fall into like nothing. Okay, I thought that was just bad graphics, but all right. You know, nothing else does that, so that that's why okay. I I guess they're BOWs. Uh, okay, I'm hundred. I'm on board. I'll buy it. It was just weird. I mean, that was my. I did like that they were in this game. I like that you fight them a lot. That was my special enemy. Because in the end, near the end, right, like you were saying, right for the tyrant. Depending on what you do, there's three different people that will show up. One is him. One is the real Vincent. And who is the third one? Do we know? It's the guy that you meet when the, when it shows the flashback where it's like, oh. oh, you were meeting with the guy in the tunnel. And it has uh, Art Thompson talking to like, this like three foot tall guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be him. I okay. ran into him, but like only in that tunnel. I didn't meet him anywhere else. OK, I'm, I'm not even sure what it's like. It's ba it depends on like certain actions that you do in the game or something, I guess. I was sort of paying attention, but not a lot. It's the branching pathways. OK, yeah. When when you start the game off, you can either go to the arcade. I think the first one is the arcade. There's a hospital and a library. I think whenever you enter that room where he takes pot shots at you, you have to like go towards the building and you probably meet him. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, you get a rusty key, and it's like you can go to three different spots, and 
depending on like what spots you go in because that's like the only replay incentive for this other than i guess the special weapons is that like you play it once and then you go through again and go a different way to try to see the different things okay i i I like the fact that it has multiple paths i think that's a good thing i mean a big part of it you know really has to do with the fact that you know it's a it's a light gun game so you need multiple paths but I, i i really liked it I didn't use the grenade launcher. I mean, I only use the grenade launcher and the Magnum at the very end of the game. But I felt like, because you fight the Tyrant twice, you fight him the first time in one hallway after he murders whoever your random person is. And I was watching this video, and they shoot a flame round at his feet, and one flame round just kills him. Oh, interesting. So, (laughs) I did not do that. I pumped in, like, all my grenade ammo, my Magnum ammo, almost everything into these Tyrant battles, and they barely went down. I was like, damn, this is hard for easy mode. So... Yeah, apparently I did it wrong. You're supposed to shoot the flame rounds at their feet because then it does more damage. Yeah, because I never use flame rounds in these games except for like the ivies in one or two rather. But even then, I just run past them. And in one, I use them for zombies because I don't want you to. I don't want anyone to get back up in the in the remake. Oh, right in the remake. Okay, you can do that in in remake one. You hit them with the incendiary round; they burn, and that's the end of them. Oh shit! I didn't know that. You learn something new every day. The first time I played Resident Evil 1 was actually, well, I had it, but then my friend had found a glitch in the GameCube version where you could multiply grenade launcher ammo, so I played the game with all this, like, hundreds and hundreds of incendiary rounds, so I would never have to worry about it again. Oh. Okay, then you, like, in traditional fashion, Resident Evil fashion, you get on a train, you end up at a heliport, and then the tyrant shows up again, but now he's been more evolved, and in in the run I'm watching right now, they still use flame round, but this time they hit him in the chest with flame rounds. I think I've expressed it on the show plenty of times. I'm always a fan if your boss fight is more than like one phase. And this thing, (laughs) this thing scratched that itch, especially because like when he shows up, he is just one ugly looking motherfucker. Uh huh. Oh, and there's a weird thing in this game where if the enemies, if you don't see the bullets, the bullets don't hurt you. And if you don't see the enemy, the enemy can't hurt you. What? Yeah, that's what the speedrunner said. There's a speedrunner who purposely looks away at the wall and avoids contact with things. He's like, they can't hurt you if you don't see them. The ultimate so you can of- avoid contact. I mean, zombies can still grab you, but they can't hurt you. If they grab you, then they'll hurt you afterwards if you don't break free. But yeah, so he would he wouldn't look at anything. It's the ultimate game of peekaboo. <laughs> but and then as you fight the tyrant, it obvious like, like you were saying, like this one, then it forms into another more powerful looking tyrant. This took a lot of fucking shot. Yeah, it, like, yeah, it was ridiculous for me. If I had known this thing had like a second, a third phase, which I did, I didn't think it would have, because usually you just fight the tyrant and that's it. I probably would have used the my incendiary rounds first and then the magnum. But the magnum didn't feel that powerful in this game. Yeah, the, the this boss is way too bullet spongy. And another thing that makes it even more annoying is that so when I play like the classic Resident Evil games, like I organize my inventory like very specifically and this your inventory is all over the place and it's so (laughs) cumbersome to like do something as simple as like like blend herbs or reload your like special weapons or like change your ammo types or change guns because it's just like they're everywhere and it's really frustrating i mean yeah but there's also no like inventory cap you can just carry whatever you want to in this game so that was nice I also think I ran into a glitch. What kind of glitch? What happened? I couldn't I couldn't combine a red herb with the blue herb. I guess you have to go like green, blue, then green, red before you can fuse a blue or a red with it. Well, that's that's standard. That's you can't combine. You have to uh, make a blue and a green or a red and a green before you. You can't just blend a red and blue. Ah, I never knew that. You learned something new. Yeah. I don't know if you wanted to, but you learned something. New. Yeah, I guess I guess my my brain never put that together. Weird. I mean, I got poisoned once in this game, but I was doing my best to save state to get away from poison because I didn't want to be poisoned. So I guess the spiders do it. I don't think I was poisoned my entire run. Spiders do it. Yeah. So the ivies. Okay. I just ran past both of those. I killed <laughs> again. I know I could run, so I had to fight everything until later. I really did not learn to run for way late in this game, which again. It adds tension to this game. It really does if you if you don't know you can run. Did you uh did you use handgun bullets on the Ivies? Yes. Then they died? They die, yeah. It takes a bit, but they die. Oh, uh, weird. I don't know. I always thought in like RE2 that if you didn't use anything that they lose flame rounds or anything, they wouldn't die. No, like in the original in RE2 when I redid it, I killed them with handgun rounds too, and that 
that one. Yeah, I, I just used the shotgun on on them sometimes. Oh, maybe it was shotgun. Play. I can't remember. It's been a bit. It hasn't been that long, but I do not remember what I used. Uh, maybe I used grenade launch. I think I used flame rounds when I was Claire, and then when I was Liana, you probably used a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that. All right. I'm trying to think anything else that we should. Oh, and there's like, we mentioned a little bit, but I want to go back on it again. There's one name drop where you find out that the arc the guy you're playing as was sent by Leon, his friend Leon S. Kennedy. I like that. I always like the storyline, the fact that, like, you know, Leon was doing more behind the scenes after Raccoon City. Well, isn't, isn't that also like he, they name drop him a lot in the games, too? Because what is it? I think Code Veronica, that's how Chris knows where Claire's at. Yes. Because yes. she sends an email or something to Leon. Yeah. And then the, there's my favorite one of all time, which is like in RE5, Chris is like, these aren't the Ganados that, aren't these the Ganados that Leon was talking about in his report? And I think that's like, the other time they mentioned him. Yeah, I guess in that context, it's like all of these monsters and everything are just they probably have a governmental database. So it's just like, oh, yeah, here's the report on these things. <laughs> Which makes sense. Right, but hey, at least, you know what? I got to play a game where I fought a lot of tyrants and I got to see a tyrant factory like that. To me, that was something really cool that I can't describe. Like, I don't know. It just really hit me. This also has the whole thing, which I wish they would have done more before they hit four or they would maybe do now where I wish they would just make up places. You can then just throw zombies there because I, I like I like the, the the mechanics of four, but like I really wish they would bring zombies back, especially when replaying the remakes. And I guess they don't want to use different towns, but America's huge and you can always just be like, oh, yeah, Umbrella's a rich company. They made like a whole bunch of small islands off, you know, in the middle of the ocean, I think. I would like that, too, because I honestly, but then it just by the time Resident Evil Zero came out in the old days, uh, it was like, OK, this formula had kind of run its course. But I really wish they would make like because I know Umbrella Chronicles, which is the first proper Resident Evil white gun game kind of deals with because in Resident Evil 4, it's just like, OK, Umbrella's gone. Like, there was never that cathartic game where you actually got to take down Umbrella. Like, I really wish they'd go back and make Resident Evil, like, an actual Resident Evil 3.5, where it's the game where you take them down and you're still dealing with, like, T-Virus mutants. Like, I think that would be great. Like, like the final Jill and Carlos and everyone. Like, the final big takedown, like, whenever they're, like, running out of money and they're, like, just shooting out, like, shitty experiments at them. <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit what Umbrella Chronicles has one mission kind of like that in the which is the brand new part of that. Yeah, that's I, I yeah, that's I think that's supposed to be canon. But like, I want to do it in a way that's not just like shooting enemies. <laughs> like, I want that game where it's like Chris and Jill and people in like the cradle of the beast. I don't think you're getting that game. No. Well, I don't know. They're really like they're remaking four. They're really starting to get to the bottom of the barrel. Like, I. I think they're going to start hitting it if we ever get like a, a remake of Code Veronica and Zero. And like we I, need a remake of Code Veronica just because like I think there's so much to that game. I've never really played that game. So I got to say that. But I think there's so much to that game that that game deserves a remake more than any of them. Yeah. That's point, I, just because it, I mean, four didn't need a remake. Four was perfect. So I'm okay. I get it. Well, there it's also their rewriting canon because there was like a big update for remake two and three. And people were like, I wonder what it is. And two, you find a note from Jill in Kendo's shop that just says, hey, I'm around town, which is just supposed to be a teaser for two. And then in three, I want to say they added a note that says that the nemesis parasite is basically just the Las Plagas parasite, which is a stupid oh. retcon. Yeah, that, that yeah, because they say in Zero or the one remake that the parasite was found in Lisa Trevor, wasn't it? Yes, I think that sounds right. Wait, which parasite, the nemesis or the, the Plots Plagas? Well, essentially, the thing that allows them to control the, the nemesis was something that was found when they were experimenting on Lisa Trevor over the course of like several decades. Mm, that's weird then. Mm, OK. <laughs> All right. Any last things to say about Survivor before we go on a shelf stacker box? Okay. Uh, I have one thing. Sure. Yeah, please. me too. <laughs> well, you go first, because I, I want to know if it's if it's the same thing as mine. No, I, I just remember when this came out and I was reading, I think it was a like game pro in the March issue and they were talking about future games and they were talking about the cancellation of Resident Evil on Game Boy Color. And they said like, well, we wanted to keep like all of these games have met such a high quality 
that we didn't want to put out something that wasn't up to our standards. And then this came out. So I would have took the Game Boy Color remake of Resident Evil or demake of Resident Evil over this any day of the week. Okay. And Joe, what were you going to say? I love that the final uh, when the final part of this is whenever you get in the helicopter, the tyrant's still on you and you double missile his ass. It's pretty cool. (laughs) All right. I don't remember that. I must not been paying that much attention. That's how the game ends, Mike. I wasn't paying much attention, apparently. I was like, oh, I mean, okay, we're done. I had a busy week. That's all I got. All right. And that brings us to Shelf Stacker Box. I'm going to go first. I'm going to put this in the stack because I actually enjoyed this game way more than I thought I would. I had a good time. I mean, it was a short, quick experience. I beat it in, I think it was like under an hour and a half it took me to beat it or so, or an hour or something like that. But I had fun. I enjoyed my playthrough. It's a simple, like, gun PS1 game, or in this case, just a weird PS1 game. But it was fun. Like, I had more fun playing this than I've had playing other games. I'm glad I finally got to mark this off my my list. I can't believe that the only Resident Evil game I have never never beaten now for PlayStation 1 is Resident Evil 1. So that was kind of a weird realization at the end of this. But, yeah, I was really glad I got to do it. I'm glad that this was on the show finally. I hope people listen to this. because. But either way, I got to play a game that I never had any intention of actually playing. But, hey. All right, and what about you, Joe? This is also Stack. This is, uh, as I described before, a good afternoon game. Cause it's only two hours. I would, I actually wouldn't mind replaying this just to get, because I think that the the Sphere Hunter video, because I also watch it too. I don't hear, you don't hear what Vincent says, so I kind of want to see what he like complains about before he gets stabbed in the back. But I'd probably <laughs> play it like one more time and then leave it in the stack. <laughs> okay. And what about you, Blair? This is a box for me because I once upon a time. I was someone who had to buy anything with the Resident Evil name on it, including this. And I eventually sold this because I was like, I'm never, ever playing this game. Uh, And when we're talking about doing this, I kind of felt sad because I was like, I really wish I had that game. And then I replayed it and I was like, no, I'm okay with that decision because it's a Resident Evil game where I mean, maybe it's different if you play on normal because, again, I played on easy like you there's unlimited ammo so there's no tension or fear of like running out of ammo or being able to get past the situation so you can either gun down everything or run past it there's no puzzles or backtracking like the best thing about this game is the files and you can probably read those online so okay eh. like i it was it was okay to just do this again but like for me also just dealing with emulation it was more of a headache to get this working than what it should have been for Resident Evil Survivor. <laughs> like if it's on a compilation and you like if you're curious to play it once, but I, I don't think you're really missing out by like not playing this one. You should this should you know Capcom should do that. Capcom does love copy compilations. Like why isn't this why isn't there a Resident Evil compilation of Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, the PS1 versions of this? They should do that. Because the new ones are out and whining kids will say, why do I want to play this ugly game with yeah, bad graphics point. and bad controls? I just like, I mean, maybe, hey, maybe after the, you know, you have the fact that the Kyle Bunny collection is doing so well, maybe it will convince Capcom, like, we should do our own. We have Resident Evil, but I doubt it. You're right. Well, Director's Cut is on PlayStation 5 and they're done oh, okay. new subscription service. So yeah, you don't hopefully okay. two and three follow after. Two and three really should, because two and three are both amazing, great games. Three is something else, so I like three a lot. <laughs> I really do. All right, I think that I guess everything. Wow, we went on this a lot longer than I expected. Uh, and why I look up the other episodes of Resident Evil. Oh, Blair, where can people find you at? You can find me at on Twitter at Blarcade, and uh, my website is comicbookvideogames.com, where you can read a review possibly by the time this comes out of a game about another amnesiac the remaster of the remake of 13 (laughs) (laughs) i guess that is based that is based on a comic book okay i forgot that there's a comic book for that yeah belgian comic book which i've actually read a couple issues of it's pretty good because i was like big and when i the, the week that i played 13 back in episode 114 i still regret that i did not make that 113 but i really Got into that book, that game. All right. And for other Resident Evil stuff that's currently published, there's still more, but it's not published at the time. Uh, Resident Evil 2002, film 19. Resident Evil 4, episode 129. Resident Evil 2, the remake, 2019, episode 94. 
Resident Evil Outbreak, Episode 73, Resident Evil Dead Aim, Episode 70, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, Episode 63, Resident Evil Degeneration, Film 4, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, Episode 37, Resident Evil, the 2002 remake, 30, Episode 33, and Resident Evil 2, the first time we covered it, is Episode 9, the PS1 version. All right, and that's all our other Resident Evil that's currently out. There will be more at the time you hear this, because I've already recorded two other ones by the time it, <laughs> we recorded this. They're all coming out around the same time in Spooktober. So, happy Spooktober! I'm so ready for Spooktober to be done. And <laughs> hasn't even really hasn't even yet. started yet. I know. I already played Doom Three. I've already recorded that. I've already played something else, Dead Space Three, and recorded that. So I played a few, but no, the, the big ones are still coming. That I got for Spooked Over. I still got Haunting Ground, Silent Hill 4, and Resident Evil Revelations. I'm a little worried. Well, I'm, I'm worried about Revelations. I'm actually going to play that legit, so I'm a little nervous. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to emulate it. I'm going to play it legit on my PC. So, yay for me. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, go check out our other over 350 other episodes that we have released. If you can't find what you're looking for on Spotify or iTunes, everything is on Podbean. We're also on YouTube, but you can find audio only on YouTube. The only thing that's not on YouTube is the 100K celebration because it was too big and I wasn't going to pay for a converter. So it's not on there, unfortunately. But everything else is on there. So definitely go check out our massive catalog of episodes. We cover all sorts of games, movies, comics, TV seasons, the premium shows. We cover everything. So go check all that out. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on Discord. We're on Discord now. So you can chat with us. So please go do that. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Free. You can follow her on TikTok. She made our music. And also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did who did his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. After he so definitely go, he interviews people, how video games affect their lives. Really good show. Check him out. He did all the MCU movies with me. So go listen to those too. They need more love because that was a hell of a project. And last thing that I want to say, we have a Patreon for Little Dar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. We have two polls going on right now, a top 10 horror poll and a t- well, actually no when you hear this that poll's already ended so never mind you have a patreon go vote for a dollar go see what i don't know it'll be some kind of poll i don't know what it will be at the time because this comes out in october so yes that's go actually it might be i think i know hey go vote for it go check it out you'll see it on all my all my <laughs> things so all right and we will see you guys all next time bye everybody bye bye